Hi and welcome to episode 5 of the Lick Library podcast. I hope everyone is doing very well out there. My name's Stuart Shields and tonight we will be discussing guitar practice. Now it's no mystery that if you want to get better, practice is the key. But is it all about putting in the hours? Is there a method for getting the most out of the time you spend with your guitar? Now to help me answer these big guitar questions, I want to welcome back a chap who is no stranger to the practice room, Lick Library's very own soul man, Mr. Mitch Laddie. Welcome, Mitch. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having us. How are you doing? Very, very well, mate. Very well. Uh, The first thing to jump off with was really structure. So setting a basic structure when you sit down and you pick up your guitar. Do we all, are we all a bit guilty of not having something in mind? Absolutely. Yeah. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that everyone really should be aware of. But I think the thing that kind of comes back to is being aware of actually what, what you want to get out of it, you know, and, and how it makes you feel. Obviously that's what the guitar is all about and it's, you use it to express and whatnot. But I think when it comes to, you know, actually seeing progression and, and feeling like we're getting some somewhere with it and having an idea or a good sort of clear insight to what we want to do and what we want out of it is something that we just tend to not think about. As, as you said, you know, if you've got like 30 minutes, that's when the noodling comes in and you start to do these things. So it's, I, th- I think it's just a case of trying to get into that sort of headspace where we can be honest with ourselves and say, well, actually, what do I need to work on? You know, and, and I think that's, that's the, the key thing for me, especially where I am now as a you know, guitar player, been playing for almost 20 years, most, most of my life. And it's now it's when I sit down, it's obviously you have those days where you just pick the guitar up and you just go, I'm just going to play. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that as we go on today. But I do try and say, well, okay, I need to be honest with myself. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been playing a long time. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What would be worthy of this time that I'm sitting with the guitar? And, and what, what would really help me benefit the most from that time that, that I'm putting in here? You know, it is, it's a hugely important thing for, for progression and, and, and seeing and feeling that progression as we play, you know? you want to focus on the stuff that is going to fit into that that guitar identity so if you're a blues guy you know and you're no good at eight finger tapping it doesn't it doesn't require the work it's not something you're going to use it's not part of your identity it's not part of your strength and your skill set that you need to develop so i guess from that point the first thing to say is that when you sit down with the guitar you have an idea of exactly what you're going to do over that period. If it's an hour, you don't have to kind of time scale everything, map everything out, but you at least need a list of core skills in your head. I really need to work on these things like a, a bit like eating your greens, you know, the stuff that's good for you, that that's healthy. Uh, but also you need a list of activities, I guess that address those problems or address those things that you know you need to work on. So activities that capitalize on your strength, be it like rhythm guitar, lead guitar, 
and also address the weaker areas that you need to develop. And it's just about having that, just that mental plan in your head before the guitar actually lands in your lap. Because I focused on the thing that was natural at that time when I had all the time, it helped me excel. So as I say, it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need to just keep getting better at. And then, you know, you do, you hit that wall. You hit that wall where you're like, right, okay, I'm really good at that, but, I, you know, I'm getting caught out here on this, you know, whether it be timing or, you know, a certain technique, you realize you're out in the pickings, not as good as you think it is, and you're actually doing loads of, hammer-ons and pull-offs and all that, you know, they, like, it's, it's just something to, to be aware of all the time, you know, just trying to play, to play your strengths at the right times and work on, as I say, the things that we need to work on for our weaknesses, become more all-around, you know, nice, well-rounded guitar player. Yeah, it's, it's a balance of, I guess, maintenance, maintenance of the strong part and then development of the weaker areas, but the weaker areas in the context of what you want to do on the guitar. And we'll talk about goals in a second, but it was interesting that you mentioned time there. So time in two different perspectives, time as in the amount of time that you, you have to spend on the guitar and the time of your life, because we know when you're, when you're a teenager, you would shed, you would shed like crazy, you know, you spend, eight hours, it's your formative years, you know, you spend eight hours a day, just ripping and shredding and tearing. That's where a lot of your technical development comes, but it might not necessarily be without the maturity to know how to spend that time and experience. It might not be the best use of your time. So the first thing to understand is, you know, those eight hour a day practice routines, unless they're, they've got a little bit of structure to them, Sometimes they're not as good as an hour of, of real focused practice, which feels better, I think, to the, the guys like you and I who are busy, you know, even pro players, we don't have a lot of time to practice as much, not as much time as people think. Um, and guys and girls who are listening to this, who have families and jobs and responsibilities, you know, you don't have a lot of time at that point in your life to dedicate to practice. So practice and playing are different. If you've only got an hour or even 30 minutes, you can actually squeeze a lot into that with the right approach. So understanding the science of, of practice, I wouldn't say a science that's probably a bit too heavy and hard going, but understanding you know, how to approach your practice sessions means that you can be comfortable and happy with minimal time. On the instrument you know half an hour a day for four hours a week maybe you know like you said it perfectly there like playing and practice are two different things you know it, it's like performance and almost um you know if you think in any kind of thing like even sports you know like professional athletes or whoever you know whatever kind of sports someone pl plays think about the time that they have to train or whatever, or you know, even if it's say the gym or these different things, you go, right, okay, I've got this and it's, I'm, I'm going to do this with this time. 
so that I can, when I am playing, when it comes to the kind of playing or the performance side of it, or just having fun, the woodshed or whatever, you're actually seeing the results. And, and I, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's massively important because without it, you know, we just kind of, as you say, just kind of saying, talking a lot and not saying anything, you know, that old, that old chestnut. So it's, it's something that everyone really should be aware of, but we're all privy to, you know, we're all guilty as well of, of not, uh, of not doing that. <laughs> as a guitar yeah, it's, it's worth pointing out that, yeah, for, for everyone listening at home, um, Mitch and myself are, are certainly not on a, a soapbox about this, you know, that we are, as most, I would say pretty much every guitar player in the world, is guilty of this kind of unstructured approach to, you know, you've had a long day, you pick up the guitar and you just noodle and you need, you need that output, you need to do that occasionally. But when it comes to, you know, practice, which is going to improve you, or improve a particular area, I think to, to round this, this part of the, uh, the session off um, about structure, I think maybe a good exercise for anyone who's listening when they come to practice next, make a list of what your strengths are. Now you as a guitar player, you'll know if you're a great lead player, or if you're a rhythm player, or what it is that you are really good at, and what needs maintaining but then make a separate list of the things, the skills that you need to develop that side of your playing. So if you, you want to be a great rhythm guitar player and you are a great rhythm guitar player, that's your MO. What skills need work, you know, that you, you can be honest with yourself, what skills are you deficient at that might mean that you're not going to develop that strength as well. So if you, uh, if you're, solely a rhythm guitar player, a funk rhythm guitar player, you know, you're going to need to have a separate skill list that is, I really need to improve my timing. I need to improve my chord vocabulary. I need to improve my, my right hand accuracy. It's a great exercise because it will give you the structure. It will give you a list of activities you need to cover in each of those practice sessions. And if you don't do it in each practice session, you get the uh, the situation that we all find ourselves in where you know 10 years has gone by and you think man i really should have worked on my timing and because it wasn't in there every session you know some time dedicated to it it can slip you by you know definitely it's i think getting that kind of structure where say you have you know an hour and you just break it down into, you know, things that, that I think that's kind of the, the problem a lot of the time is, is making sure it's actual worthwhile practice whilst still having fun. And just because it's something that you don't particularly feel very good at, or you feel like, you know, like it's off-putting because you know that you're going to struggle to do it. And it's just, you know, a lot of it's about mindset. And, and being like, well, yeah, okay, I've got this, this hour. It's kind of like, you know, when you don't want to do, you know, like something really <laughs> tedious and menial, you know, like, I don't know, like, ha you know, housework, <laughs> I, all of these things. But you know that when you do it, you're going to be like, ah, right, okay, I feel, I feel so much better. You know, and it's, it's definitely something that when you start doing it and you see the, the, the results, you know, starting to, to, to take, take form, 
you realize that yeah you know you are having fun you don't have to have um I know we've spoke about this before and you said something great about you know you don't get skinny when you're out for a run you know and it's 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 very much that that kind of approach you know you you might not always feel like you're having fun whilst you're doing these things but when you start playing and you, you you're in that playing side rather than the you know the practice side of things and you you do something that you've been working on you go wow okay i've just done that and i didn't even think about it and it's like there it is like that's you know it's the reward loop isn't it it's that reward loop of seeing what you're practicing actually better you you know that's it i think it's the reason that a lot of a lot of guys and girls give up is because they don't have that reward loop you know they don't see the improvement and the thing that they couldn't play you know a few months ago suddenly is now really easy and it's that that pushes you forward that's that's the reason that i didn't give up is because i could just see these nice steps forward sometimes they were big leaps and sometimes they were really slow and kind of glacial but year on year i would like to think i'm a better guitar player than i was last year and the year before and it's just knowing that that keeps you going you know and i think another thing on that point is i think if we're all honest with ourselves and from talking to so many guitar players there is a definite natural fear of uh, the things which make you sound bad mm. you know and um i remember i think it was many months ago i was working on something and it was it was a a, a limitation thing so improvising oh. only use one finger or two fingers so it sounded terrible it sounded really bad um but i had to I had to remind myself that it was practice and practice shouldn't sound good if you're working on something it's gonna sound underdeveloped it might not always sound bad sometimes it will sound bad but it's okay you're giving yourself permission that if you're working on a skill that you know you need to develop that you know that you're not great at then it's okay not to sound good and you shouldn't avoid it or fear it i think there's lots of guys i talk to that in their practice sessions there's certain things they know they should work on but every time they try it it sounds bad so they just stick to the stuff that they're comfortable with you know they're they're a ship a ship in the harbor you know they don't brave the kind of the choppy seas uh, they don't really kind of uh face the challenge you know because it's it's kind of scary it's like putting a mirror in front of you playing and that mirror tells you that you know man you suck at this but that's okay As you said before, like about us not being on our soapboxes, and, and it's kind of, you know, any anyone listening who's maybe gone through that or, or you know or has gone through those types of things we're talking about, right? You're worried about how it's going to sound when we're practicing because it doesn't sound how you want it to sound in your head. We, you know, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there, mate. You know, and it's it's everyone that you listen to, everyone you admire, every influence that you have as a musician has been through that exact same process and that's what you need to remember and you know just push through it that's, that's the way to do it and, and structure is always a good thing to kind of do that 
even if we don't see the results or feel the results in real time. Yeah, and it's remembering that practice is that it's a process um, and you should just enjoy the process and see it for, for what it is that it's not about, it's not performance, it's not about sounding great, it's about enjoying the process and knowing that the rewards are there. Um, which brings us on to our next, next chapter, our next topic, which is about goals. And everyone always says the same thing. You should, should always have a goal in mind when you practice. Um, and I thought about this a lot and, you know, goals change and what you want to achieve on the guitar, where structure maybe addresses the first topic, which is what do I need? Goals are what do I want? And the problem with goals is that it's kind of a very vague thing. You know, what do you want? Uh, and it might be to say, I, I want to be a great soloist. I want to be a really good improviser. And that's a great goal to have, but it's a very broad long-term goal. It doesn't really address the here and now. So setting goals is good. Have that like something to pin on the dream board. You know, I'm going to be the world's best metal player. Or it might be something specific. I'm going to be the world's best uh, tapper, sweet picker. Uh, you know, I'm going to have the best guitar tone. But that's the long-term goal. So sometimes that's not very good for our our mental well-being. I think that I talk to a lot of guys that are close to giving up, and they've always got a goal, but that goal seems very distant. It's the long-term goal. You know, I just want to I want to be able to play like Steve Lukather. That's the goal. And they, they, you know, every day they pick the guitar up with that massive, you know, top of the mountain, uh, distance goal in mind. And they never feel like they're actually getting closer to that goal because the goal is always so far away. So yeah. I thought it might be nice to talk about not just setting goals, but, and not even short-term goals, but goals for that practice session. So you only deal with a goal for what you're going to get out of that playing session at the end, sit down for an hour. What is my goal today? And it's something you can achieve. You can, you can smash a goal that is only an hour away as long as it's achievable. So, um, how, what's the best way to do that? So you sit down, you pick up the guitar for an hour, you've got a list of things. How do you turn that list of activities, structures, needs into goals? How do we do that? I think, from personal experience, it's what I used to do was go, you know, I, I guess I kind of used to get obsessive over things. I think that's healthy and unhealthy at the same time, depending on how far we go with it. Um, but yeah, I think, as you said, with this like kind of like dream at the top of it, almost I used to just kind of look at it like like a big sort of triangle, you know, and at the very top of the triangle, the pinpoint is the thing that you want and you can have so many of these different triangles going on as i say we may obsess over a little bit too much but just day by day even if it's uh so you said there but steve lukather or you know if it's any player that, that, that that's the goal i want to be as good as that i want people to when i play yeah oh dude that was amazing you sounded just like steve lukather or you know van halen or whoever uh, it, it, it is having said that when that actually happens Sometimes you go, oh, I need to do something else. <laughs> but I think for the, the, the short-term goals, things that I used to do would be 
right, okay, I'm gonna this this is something I love about this particular player. If we're if we're looking at it from this kind of point of view of a, of kind of idolizing the player, and that's kind of the broad goal. I would work on work out the things that they did that made them interesting as a player. And then I would try and be honest with myself. I think that's a huge part of this is that if we're not honest, and as you say, it's like unattainable goals kind of thing. If we're not honest, then we're just setting up ourselves up to fail. So we have to be honest about, again, goes back to the structure kind of side of things. But what I would do would be work out the things that they did and how that trans, you know, transposed on, on myself and my plane. And could I do that? And if not to say if it was, you know, um, sweeped arpeggios or chord voicings or these types of things, it's like figuring out the mechanics of what they're actually doing for an hour. You know, so say if it's just, common chord progressions that they use or common scale choices, no choices, that kind of thing, building that up. And then maybe the next hour just going, Oh, well, I really like that song. And I think this is the thing that I like to get across in this little bit is that it's not always about what you need to be playing when it comes to this. I think you can have, and it goes back to the fun part that I was talking about. You could get a song by that artist or whoever it is that you're really trying to, you know, the mountain and just go, well, I'm going to try and get as close as I possibly can to that guitar sound because that's practice in itself. You know, it's, it's a huge part of, of the process and it's, it's pointless putting all this technical practice into something and not paying attention to that as well. So that's kind of a long way around what I'm talking about, but yeah, just setting these like little, little goals within a triangle, you know, and it all kind of funnels to, to what we're looking for. When you're practicing, you're investing, investing in that development. It's not going to happen there and then. And it's okay to not see the progress right there in that session. So you're not looking for perfection. You're looking to invest time in it. You give it the time, you give it the focus. And then no matter what the outcome, whether it's good or bad, you just put it down and you move on. Is that so is that something that you share an opinion on? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, what, adding to that, I think, looking at it from how I kind of have approached this kind of thing, um, in the, you know, the entire time I've been playing guitar, and, and know that I can have that kind of, when you talk about striving for perfection, I know that I can get to the point where I'm where I obsess over things and, and I, I want things to be too perfect and it becomes detrimental. And I think anytime I, I, I this is something I do now and, and have done for a long time since I started noticing this in my teens, the teens when I was just obs- you know, wildly obsessing over things and setting it unattainable goals and not really knowing what I was trying to get out of it, kind of all the things we've been talking about. What I would do is if I, if I, you know, if you feel at any point, when you're playing and you, you're actually getting angry and it, you know, it all comes down to, you know, physical mechanics and everything as well, as well as the mindset, when you get angry, you tense up, you know, and as soon as you start tensing up, you're not playing right. You, and it's actually detrimental to you physically and, and all kinds of things. So what I would do is if I'd been working on something and I'd really been hammering it and, and no matter how good or bad it kind of was uh, in, in, in reality, you know, 
if I was getting to the point where it felt like I was getting angry, I would just stop the practice and I would just play. I would just play and, and completely change what I was doing and not worry about the practice side of it. And kind of talking about what you were saying about the, the, the you know, the reward cycle of it. And I think that's an important thing to do because when we're playing and we're having that fun, you know, we're still, we're, we're still, that's, that's why we're playing the guitar. You know, that's why we want to play it to, to do these things. So I think the best bit of advice I would say on anything like that would be to, if you find yourself getting really angry over something, yeah, you could just go on to the next thing in your goal list and, and say, right, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something else. But it's sometimes just as good if, uh, for me, it's been the best thing to do is just, even if it's just a backing track or, your, you know, a favorite song, a favorite, a favorite album that you might like at the time, just put it on and just play. Play for, you know, as long as you want until, and then you it's basically to the point where you forget why you were angry in the first place. And, and then you can go back to it, you know, and that's, that's kind of how I approach that thing now, especially having gone through those sort of obsessive striving for perfection over, you know, broad goals and tiny, finite, you know, finite little details when it comes to guitar playing, like microscopic things that only you would actually pay any attention to, you know, that's the thing, being honest with ourselves. But yeah, that's what I would, that's kind of the best advice I would give on that. You have to trust the nature of practice that you can't make yourself better in an hour at something. You can achieve things and you can hit goals, but you can't you can't make that tree grow any faster than it's going to grow. So it's understanding that you've got to manage your expectations. You know that if you're not a master at something at the end of that session, it's it's okay you're just a human being, you know, you're just part of nature. You can't force the growth. That's it. Definitely. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And I think that it, kind of thinking about this, it comes back again, uh, how, kind of how we started this about strengths and weaknesses. And I think, you know, I'm tying in kind of the, the reward kind of loop cycle of it. And I think because you can't force things, to instantly get better, as I say, and, and grow overnight or, you know, in an hour, in 10 minutes, you know, six months, how, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously we are going to see growth in six months, but it's just, a, it's all about how we feel and how we interpret it. And I think you said a great thing there about we are our own teachers, especially if you are self-taught, you've got a great advantage there because without realizing it, you're actually you know, processing all this information and sensory auditorial kind of, kind of thing that's, that's, that's happening to you that you don't realize that you ha that's happening because we're thinking so much all the time and judging ourselves while we're doing it that we kind of don't experience it, you know? It, but we're at this great advantage because we can make it work in a way that works best for us. We know ourselves or we should know ourselves best. and at least how we learn and how we process information and and we have to be honest you know and it, it, it comes back to 
if you're not great at something and you've worked on it and you think, meh, you know, has that done anything? It will have done something. Don't worry about it. Straight after that, if you feel really disheartened, you know, go and do something for five minutes, an hour, two hours that you're really good at. You know, <laughs> like give yourself that that kind of, okay, no, I'm on the right track, you know, and it's just all about weaving it all together. Yeah, so it's a really good point, and it just it reminded me of something else um, that I almost forgot to say, um, and it's guys and girls listening at home, this will probably ring true for a lot of people. And again, we are probably both guilty of this. It's underestimating the positive power of new things. You know, so many of us, when we practice, we get kind of sucked into a cycle, into this kind of this loop of doing the same stuff. You know what you want to do. So you just keep pushing towards that goal, which is great. Um, but your practice sessions themselves start to look very similar. In fact, they start to, you develop this kind of groundhog day. That's when like lack of motivation sets in. And, you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts about motivation, but it's not just a motivational tool. The tackling new stuff, even if it's a new song, a new something, making sure that every element of your every practice session you you do has something new in it it means what that allows you to do is is forget about getting better you know if you are constantly striving to get better and that is the, the fore of your mind you're only setting yourself up for disappointment when you don't uh, meet your own expectations and they're only your expectations they're not being placed by anyone else no one else is judging you no one else is expecting you to meet the expectations. No one else knows what those expectations are. You've set them yourself. And when you don't meet your own high expectations, that's when you get upset with yourself. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just you that set them. And it's, um, it's a weird situation, but it can be solved by instead of constantly thinking about moving forwards, your aim is discovery. You know, an easy way to move forwards is to do something new. Um, and think that's, that gives a great sense of achievement because it's very easy to put a, a line under what have I achieved today if you've learned something new. If you've learned a new song or a new chord, you can put the guitar down happy and say, I've actually done something, I've achieved something, something I can hear and see and touch. I've learned a new chord, I've learned that new riff, I've learned this lick. And it gives you that, that real sense of reward that you've, you've hit a goal. So one of those goals, not to go backwards, but should be to, to achieve something new. And in the structure part of it, you, you tell yourself what that new thing's gonna be. What is that new thing you're gonna, you're gonna smash during that practice session? I think, you know, as, as soon as we do that, it, it kinda, reignites the fire of why we picked the thing up in the first place you know so, definitely yeah because it's about discovery and i guess when you start playing everything's new everything's there to be discovered um and i sometimes get jealous of you know new guitar players because they get better so quickly um and everything is new everything's exciting you know everything's a challenge and everything has its rewards and as you've been playing for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, 
you you feel you know there's a lot to learn but you you know you're aware of a lot of it you know the element of discovery and the excitement of discovering new things is sometimes just kind of left to the back burner a little bit so it's putting that bit first and also i think that um you, you become very close to your own playing mm. so you hear yourself play more than anyone else does you know you are you are there at every step of the way so progress seems slower to you you know it's um this is why i think it's important to to meet other guitar players and jam with other guitar players because they will they will tell you when you're progress progressing often i'll jam with people and they'll say oh that's that, that sounds really good and that's you know oh i can see you've developed this and you can see that it's it's pushing you along and equally when i jam with other players if it's been a it's been a couple of months i'll notice things that have changed in their playing that they've clearly been working on but they won't notice they won't see that that progression because it's not instant you know and it's not instant and that's that's what we need to remember and be kind to ourselves, be honest, and, you know, keep having fun. Well, you know, structured fun, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's like, because that's what it is, you know, and, and it goes back to we might not think it at the time. And I think what you said there about, you know, we are, we've got a season ticket to every, every practice session, every time we pick up the instrument, you know, we're there in the, in the front row. It's just, you know, it's just us. And I think that comes back to what I was saying about that, you know, use that to your advantage. Use that to your advantage and obviously definitely surround yourself with other guitar players and like-minded musicians and stuff because that's always going to make us better as well. So much more than we, we realise, you know, we, we need other musicians. That's why music exists. because it, it wants to meet and interact with other music. But... I think when we have that that front row seat every practice session, and we are, as as we said, you know, teaching ourselves, it's you know, it's like a navigational handbook to just to something that only you can really understand. You know, if you give that to another guitar player, they're gonna go, "What? What? 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 <laughs> this is not how I do things. I, I don't. No, this isn't me. What's going on here?" So you have this huge advantage. From, from being that spectator at every practice session and being your own trainer, being your own motivator and pushing yourself to not just be the best you can possibly be, but to enjoy it as much as you possibly can. And as I say, if, you know, once that anger or that frustration comes in, just do something else and remind yourself why you want to get better in the first place. So, you know, you're setting these goals and you, you're playing the instrument. Because it's, as we know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Hi, and welcome to episode five of the Lick Library podcast. I hope everyone is doing very well out there. My name's Stuart Shields, and tonight we will be discussing guitar practice. Now, it's no mystery that if you want to get better, practice is the key. But is it all about putting in the hours? Is there a method for getting the most out of the time you spend with your guitar? Now, to help me answer these big guitar questions, I want to welcome back a chap who is no stranger to the practice room, Lick Library's very own soul man, Mr. Mitch Laddie. Welcome, Mitch. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having us. How are you doing? Very, very well, mate. Very well. 